All right, everyone, welcome to the show Versus the Odds. And today my guest is Kei Yamagishi. He is a college student, baseball player, and former high school classmate of mine. I'm really, really excited to talk to you today. Kay, how you doing, my man? Doing well. I appreciate you having me on Versus the Odds, and I'm excited to just talk to you and catch up. I'm dude, I'm so stoked for this. It's it's been far too long. I haven't seen you or spoken to you in like two years. This is yeah. this is the reunion that was that was <laughs> waiting to happen. So you're you're playing baseball, you're playing college baseball. What's going on with you in college baseball right now? Um, nothing really. Nothing. Uh just COVID kind of took this season for a ride. Um luckily we have didn't get shut down. Um, but I don't know, is it just played baseball really which was really nice um during the spring we everything was normal we didn't have any positive covid uh tests which was really nice so we didn't get shut down for two weeks like i've heard a bunch of schools have been um and the fall was a little different than i'm used to but other than that playing baseball and living life can't complain at all that's awesome dude i remember like that was one thing i knew for certain about you although we didn't really speak much in high school i did you know recognize you as you know someone who played baseball and mm -hmm. tell me so i'm assuming you've been doing this for a long time you know to get to this level you are now playing at a collegiate level that takes skill probably a skill that's been developed over time so how did you how old were you when you got into baseball and how long have you been doing this oh man um got into it when i was three i would say so 18 years um started playing t-ball worked my way up and then i was blessed enough to have the opportunity to play at the collegiate level that I know a bunch of kids who are in the high school level who would do anything just to switch lives with me. Um, so that's fantastic. And do you feel like uh, the resources in the specifically in the triangle region are good for facilitating a culture of baseball? I know certain states, you know, can be known for different sports, you know, you know, if you go to Boston, if you go to Boston, Massachusetts, or you go somewhere in Michigan or Minnesota, you know, they're going to have a lot of strong hockey programs. Mm -hmm. Do you feel as though North Carolina is a good state that kind of facilitates a culture of baseball? Especially oh, yeah, 100%. Um, there's so many great facilities baseball-wise in the triangle from Durham to Raleigh um, to Chapel Hill. Um, I know a bunch of people who've been drafted out of Raleigh, um, out of the triangle area, which is really nice. Um, Obviously, we don't have the weather like the Californias or the Texas or the Floridas, but we make do with being able to go to those indoor facilities, weight lift, hit, throw like every single day. Um, it's a grind, but because, like I said, we don't have that weather like some other states have. It's impressive how much talent we can get drafted or to the Division One level or just college baseball in general. Do you think that, you know, practicing in that, you know, hot, tumultuous weather kind of like toughens the player? Do you think that factors into their skill at all? Or is it really just down to the individual? I think it's, I guess, a little bit of both. Um, being able to just play year round helps uh, tremendously, right? So for any sport, just being able to like get outside when it's 80, 70 degrees, right? Just perfect weather, like, all right, it's not too hot, it's not too cold or it um, just helps no matter what, like you keep practicing without any stoppage. Whereas I know, you know, playing from playing ultimate in high school, it was like, man, it's winter, it's snow on the ground. We can't really get outside. You know what I mean? Like you can go to the gym and try to 
throw it around, but it's not the same. Um, but like being on the field and working on your craft, no matter what, it's going to help you tremendously in the long run. Absolutely. I know. I feel like a lot of people who don't come from an athletic background or don't have that history don't really understand a lot of the factors that go into improving yourself as an athlete to you know, whether that's weight training or practice or you know even having the time or the circumstances to allow you to go out there and go out there and practice i know i'm not sure how you know baseball practice goes down but at least from a frisbee perspective you know we would go out on the field and if it was too cold you know it would seriously hinder our ability because our our hands would be you know too stiff basically yeah. to, to grab the frisbee and throw it or you know it just would be too wet outside and we couldn't practice there as opposed to you know, basketball players who can go and play indoors. So there's a lot of different factors that can contribute to your ability to set a focus and allow yourself to practice and, and develop your skill. Um, so tell me a little bit about the current college that you've been playing for in term for baseball and then how you're transitioning from that to somewhere else. Um, so I go to, I've gone for the past three years to Brunswick Community College. Um, probably the best decision I've made in my life. Uh, it's a junior college. It's probably we here at junior college. We don't have any right. I want to say we don't have any regulations, but it's very loosey goosey, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so whereas NCAA, they have more restrictions of how long you can practice, how many hours a week you can practice. Um, but it's made me the player that I am because uh, I get to get on the field almost seven days a week, maybe one day off, um, depending on the weather and if my coach is in a good mood. Um, but I, I don't know. It's just like, it's a blessing, but to be able to, like I said earlier, just blessing to be able to play college at the collegiate level. Um, I'm not really sure what's in store for the next level. I've heard stories, but, and like good things about it. And I'm just excited to get there. Exactly. And, you know, you know, playing for this college, I'm sure a lot of your teammates are also equally talented and equally driven, you know, with aspirations to reach the professional level. Mm -hmm. um, are there any people that you've played with during the past few years, or you see any rising talent that uh, you're excited to see, you know, have the potential to potentially make it bigger? Just basically any player that you would like to highlight or, or talk? Oh, yeah. About. Um, my freshman year, we had a guy um who his name's hunter stevens he's out of the raleigh area uh he went, goes to mount olive now was just named conference player of the uh pitcher of the year uh, this past year and from what i've heard and he obviously threw really well to be pitcher of the year um in a really talented conference and from what i'm hearing is he has a very good chance of getting drafted this this year uh we've had guys in the past last year who was in Brendan Collins who threw 95 um, and then now is at UNCG throwing 97 to can get it up to 100 um, who has a very good chance is also getting drafted so coming from Brunswick you have literally lists of names um, who have the opportunity to get drafted um, and that's one of the biggest reasons I decided to come to BCC uh, to get my name out there as well as, hey, I get to play really good baseball because I've always been taught iron sharpens iron um, no matter what. Um, so like this year we've had 
a really good pitching staff. We had guys who can knock the cover off the ball. Um, so get to go against that on the pitching side as well as on the uh, hitting side, I can't complain at all. That's awesome. And I don't know if you've ever heard this, Kate, but there's this expression or this idea that you're the average of the seven to 10 people you spend the most time with. Now, if you're someone who wants to become an athlete at the highest level, you should surround yourself with the best of the best, the people who mm -hmm. are equally driven, equally hungry to get better. And that also is the same for, you know, a creative perspective. If you, you know, for example, I want to be a filmmaker, I want to write film uh, in order to, you know, improve at those skills, you know, it's not going to happen from hanging out with people who, you know, smoke weed all day and talk about TikTok, you know, that's yeah. not going to elevate me and it wouldn't elevate you either. Mm -hmm. Which is why, you know, it's really important to be conscientious of who we spend our time with. And I'm glad to hear that, you know, your baseball program has done that for you. That's, mm -hmm. that's very comforting. I know a lot of people, especially our age, you know, who are going through college sort of with a half idea of what they want. And then they ultimately kind of fall on the wayside, you know, just because they're not being conscientious of the company they keep. So I'm really glad to hear that, man. Um, yeah. Curious, something you said in that, that last bit, um, for those of you who aren't familiar with baseball, you know, myself included, what does it mean to throw like a, a 97 or a hundred? Is that miles per hour? Yeah. Miles per hour. Um, I should it, know this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a lot of people like surprisingly when I, I'm so used to just being like talking baseball lingo and everybody knows it. Um, and it's very nice to hear like, Oh, like what, like I love people asking me questions like, Oh, what is this? What is that? And it's like, I love talking about it. I can talk about baseball for literally hours. <laughs> um, it's so the average at my level at the moment, we've had the fastest I've seen this year was a guy who threw 97 and committed to Louisiana's LSU. Um, down in Louisiana and it's that's probably like the best arm you're going to see um and then you, you have guys who sit probably upper 80s so about 87 to 89 miles per hour um and then you'll see probably the best arms low 90 low 90s um Jesus yeah so we got a lot of people talk bad about community college or junior college but or a lot of high school people talk bad about it. It's like, oh, I'm not going to junior college because I'm too good for it. Mm. Um, but it's, whack. it's crazy how much talent is through the ranks from NAIA, which is a division, um, JUCO, and D Division Three, Division Two, II, Division One. You're, you're going to see guys um, in every division you play, no matter what. And that's a good lesson right there, you know, not to get in your own head and have this, like, pretentious elitist mindset, you know. I think we see that a lot in sports, you know, the people think, Oh, uh, I'm better than everyone else. I don't need to, I don't need to, I don't need to go in any lower team. I need to be yeah. the best of the best, the D one, the, the name brand schools. Uh, and those are the people I've often found, at least from the ultimate perspective, you know, those people don't play well. They try to do everything themselves and mm -hmm. try to quote unquote, carry the team on their back, even though nobody asked for that. You know, it's the people who are willing to cooperate and who, are grateful for their opportunities and work well with others. Those are the people that ultimately become more successful. At least that's been my perspective. Another question I have about baseball and this, again, something I should probably already know, but I, I've listened, I've watched baseball throughout the years. Mm -hmm. I've tried to track, you know, I've been to some Durham Bulls games, you know, yeah. shout out, shout out Bull City. Um, <laughs> how 
do you score in baseball? I've been trying to figure that out for so long. I'm so um, confused. Scoring? Man, it's... They're going to roast me for this online. <laughs> no, scoring is like, it's pretty much... So there's four bases. You got first base, second base, third base, and home. Um, pretty much how it works is you just go from first to second to third to home. And the amount of times you can cross home plate before the other team gets three outs is how you score. Um, so that's a matter of getting walked. Um, so four pitches that are out of the zone that you don't swing at, that's called a ball. And if you get four of them, you get a free base. If you get hits, um, there's just so many factors to how a team can score. But the basic just is, hey, just try to cross home as many times before the other team can get three outs. Um, that's mm. the most basic way I can put it, I believe. But that sounds that sounds easy to understand, dude. You're yeah. making me want to watch baseball now, and I've been I've been sleeping on now. Jeez, oh, I feel bad for all the times I've said, "Oh, baseball just seems kind of boring." Now, now you're making it sound exciting. Now I'm gonna have to. It's a lot of fun. It's it's if you know what's going on, it's entertaining um, because there's just so many. Like for ultimate, right? For me, my grasp is all right. I just got to get in the end zone. It doesn't matter how you do it; you just need to do it, right? Or you need to get into you're not wrong, <laughs> right? Whereas like baseball, it's pretty much the it's if you break it down to the basics, it's like, Oh, that sounds entertaining. Um, but once you like start understanding like, Oh, there are plays or like, Oh, they're like, wow. How the pitcher manipulated the ball movement um, when he throws the ball or like, wow, that there's just so many other insights. Like once you start getting the understanding of it, it's like, wow, it's actually entertaining because I've always put it as baseball is a quote unquote smart person sport because <laughs> it's, it's just like, um like i said it's just there's so much so much that goes into it and a lot of people are like man it's boring you don't run a run a lot it's like yeah you don't run a lot but there's so much more that goes into it um it's the same way like how learning coming coming from cfs i was like oh like like i said frisbees get into the end zone that's how you score but watching and hearing our fellow classmates talk about i'm like wow there's so much more in depth things that I just don't understand um, that I started to like fully one in 100% respect that sport. Um, so it's true. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to name names, but I'm sure you remember a few of our former classmates would walk past our practice and say things like that's not a real sport. Mm -hmm. I, I think you might know exactly who I'm talking about, yeah. but I always remember that. Um, but yeah, having like a, an intimate knowledge of something definitely will help you appreciate it more. I mean, I, I mean, that's the exact reason why I don't know that much about baseball or watch it that much. It's just because I don't understand. But, you know, after having this dialogue, I'm probably going to check it out now. Um, I don't know if they're still playing right now, if there are any MLB games going on, but are there? Yeah, there's a, uh, the seasons, I think, a quarter of the way through. Uh, they got into October-ish, I want to say. Um, the College Baseball World Series is going on right now, which I highly recommend to watch because oh, state's playing state's playing in that um you have virginia um in it um and it's really entertaining because they're our age and they don't get paid so like they i feel like there's more heart in it if that makes sense mm -hmm. um so there's like man like i really want to do this and it's um they give a hundred percent effort no matter what especially now because it's their last their last few games um it's kind of like the it's march madness of baseball 
Um, it's called the greatest show on dirt. It's a lot of fun. You get to see bat flips. You get to see just college age men get into it. And it's very entertaining. Um, so, yeah. I'll definitely check it out then. I'm, I mean, I'm assuming, you know, I'm probably on a route for NC state and got a lot of buddies from high school or just from, mm. from childhood that go there. So, I mean, roll, what is it? Roll pack. Is that what they say? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I've only recently gotten really into sports. I'm still trying to figure mm. out the the lingo, how to not sound like a poser when I'm, when I'm cheering. <laughs> I, I don't totally know. get that. Exactly. Um, so a lot of athletes, I feel like have this process where, you know, before they go out and compete or whether this is in practice or, you know, before a game and they have these routines that get them in the mindset of, you know, I'm about to take everything I've, I've learned, apply it to, you know, the field or the court and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to execute. I'm going to get in this, you know, mamba mentality, you know, some people mm. call it. And a lot of the times I can be like, you know, listening to a certain song or, you know, during a certain warm up. From, from your history in athletics, do you have any routines or any warm routines that kind of get you ready to perform? Oh, yeah. Um, it starts in, it's cliche, but it starts in the week of practice that's leading up to games. Um, so I guess we got to start. On, I'll start on Monday since I threw on Saturdays. Uh, I'd like throw probably long toss on Mondays. Tuesdays, I'd keep it light. Wednesday or Thursday, depending on how my arm felt, I'd throw a bullpen. So just a practice, I'd just throw off the mound just like for practice. Um, Thursday, probably keep it light again. Um, and then Friday, I'll do just speed up my arm a little bit. So I throw a little bit harder. I'll do pull downs, which is just run and throw it as hard as I can. Uh, and hopefully it doesn't sail over my partner's head. <laughs> um, and then Saturday, it's game day. It's all right. I've prepared for this and I'm ready. Uh, my pregame routine, I guess, starts probably three, four hours before I, st I pitch. So I will watch, I have two motivational videos or I have one that I watch every single time. Um, don't know. It's about a man who's grown up and was taught by a quote unquote third grade dropout, which was his father. Um, and he was like, Oh, he's the smartest man I've had. Like he's the most intelligent man, even though he is a third grade dropout. Um, and he's taught him so much. And I've learned that I'm like, all right. And hearing that over and over, I'm like, I know, I know I can recite it perfectly. Um, and hearing that video is like, all right, if, there's so much in that video that I can take to my own and it calms me down. Um, and then I'll watch a Jim Valvano speech. I'll watch a Navy SEAL motivational speech, it, depending on how I feel. And that's probably the bus driver van ride to the game. Then I get to the game, stretch. I have the exact, my stretching routine is the exact same every single time. Um, I do, I run, then I'll stretch and then I'll do my bands. And then throwing is the exact same as well. And then as soon as I step over the line, I do this thing, which I've had teammates poke fun at me about. As soon as I step over the line, I'll do three hops um, on each leg and then I'll jog out to the mound, pick up the ball and it's game time and I'm ready to go. And then between each batter, I look to the left field foul pole, say, get the first out if I'm, and try my best to calm the adrenaline and then i'll throw my hand or throw the ball into my glove and i'll turn around over my left shoulder and be like all right let's go and it's time 
um, and I'm ready and I do my best to dominate and give my team the best chance to win. That's awesome. You know, I really, what you just described, I, I don't know if you were picking up on that, but you described like the harmony of physical preparation and mental preparation. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people, you know, obviously, you know, warming up and stretching and doing all that is incredibly essential, but I really want to go back to what you're saying about watching those inspirational videos. You're the only person I've ever known to talk about that, to explore those ideas of mm -hmm. self-empowerment. I feel like that doesn't get discussed enough. And of course, that's really important for athletics, but just generally in life, you know, I mean, I feel like that has to have some sort of correlation with how you've improved over the years as an athlete. And I'm assuming, you know, you know these are also lessons you can use just as a man in general, you know, be oh, yeah. a better man with those lessons. Um, the, I don't know when I started, I think, because I'm very superstitious. Um, so I do, <laughs> if I do well, I do everything the exact same. Um, so I guess it started, I think my, I guess last year is when it really started and I threw pretty well last year. And I started really like, under this last year, I really started understanding the mental side of the game because there's in every sport, everybody's like, Oh, you need just to be the fastest, the strongest. You need to be able to jump the highest, you know, but it's like, yeah, that's all physical, but you can be so gifted. But if you're not right up at mentally, it's just it kind of, it's like, there's something missing. You can't figure it out. So you overdo it. And that's what I was doing. It's like, I had, a lot of physical gifts that um, that I was given, but my mental wasn't right. I the littlest thing threw me off. So, watching those motivation videos, I have a book solely on mental preparation and like for baseball um, that I've re I read and like the mental side of any sport um, has will give you the ultimate advantage over somebody who doesn't take it seriously because, um, which I wish I learned in high school because I feel I could have taught a lot of more people that and be like, hey, you're okay, slow the game down. You're, it's going to, like, once you slow the game down, it becomes so much easier. And luckily I've learned that um, in the, the three years I've been at BCC. Thank you for sharing that, dude. I, I, I'm happy that the conversation has gone in this direction. I. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I knew we were going to talk about baseball, but it's really heartwarming to hear you talk about the mental side of preparing yourself and, you know, not just competing, but to just find that kind of inner balance. Um, is, is, don't you think it's weird, you know, these lessons that we learn in our early 20s or like our early adult years? And, you know, we look back in high school or those or when we were teenagers or kids and we think, oh, my God, like it would be that's so easy. The answer is so obvious. And mm -hmm. or these things that were such big problems are no longer problems for us. It's. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just think it's it's weird to like look back and and think about all the things that we could have done or the less or what we've learned now in comparison to back then. But I that's part of growing up, you know. I mean, you've clearly just yeah. said it, that you've learned some lessons. Yeah. It's awesome, just like like you said, is growing like becoming older. Um, I'm, there's that cliche. It's like growing once you're getting older, you're always you're getting wiser, which is true, right? And the mental like because in high school I don't know about you but for me I was like oh I, I'm a I, I thought I knew everything I knew I thought I was like ready for life but man have I got hit <laughs> in the I, face and like well I'm not ready for life like um 
two years from graduating and I'm like, I have no idea. Like I don't have really have a plan right now of what I want to do after baseball. Um, I always say I do, but not ready for that. And, but I know that what I've learned through the years from high school to from college, I'm like, all right, it's going to prepare me for the next step in life. Um, and I think, like I said, the menta- my mentality and has just gotten so much better. It's like, all right, I can take what I've learned in sports from friends and I can make that into a pretty good living. Um, and I'll be stressed out once I'm older, obviously get a little few more gray hairs, but uh, I'll, I'll be like, I'm ready to take on the challenge. Um, and going back to the mentality for sports and like the mental aspect of it is that's a huge thing for everyday life that I've taken. Um, it's like, Hey, like slow, just slow down. It's okay to go slow. You don't have to be full speed the entire time. Hey, take a step back. Like I know for you, we were talking about the writing process, right? I want to do, I want to be a journalist. I've had writer's blog. It's like, all right, like I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to see what I can explore. And I think that's awesome that you've taken that step back and you're like, you know what? I feel like I, I listen to podcasts. I'm like, I think I can do that. And it's awesome that for me to see you be like, that's what I want to do. I want to go on that avenue or that route. And I want to um, interview people and just really get a better understanding of who they are and like what they're passionate about. And I think that's awesome. Roy. Uh, I appreciate that. It really does. I, I, that really means a lot. Um, you know, it, it certainly hasn't been easy the past few years trying to figure out what I want out of life or like mm-hmm. what I want for me. And I, I was kind of going through like what you said, you know, when I was 18 years old, senior in high school, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm the shit, you know, mm-hmm. I know what's up. And I feel like I left high school very angsty, like, ah, you know, say like later dudes, you know, I'm going to go to college <laughs> and live it up yeah. and be Mr. Popular. And I went into college my first year, you know, thinking I totally had it figured out. I knew what I was going to do. Um, and life humbled me really fucking quick. Oh, yeah. um, I learned, <laughs> yeah, I I learned a lot. Uh it was it was a tumultuous year, you know, whether it was ranging from like learning how to take care of physical health uh, to like actual literal heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Um, it I, I, w- I totally believe that after that first year, you know, I've, I've been changed completely. Um, and I decided, you know, I didn't want to do ultimate Frisbee anymore. It wasn't really what I was in love with. I didn't mm-hmm. really want to be a journalist. Um, I want to do something creative. And I, you know, I've zigzagged all over the place trying to find like a major, like a calling. And, you know, this, this podcasting is fun, but who knows if I'm going to keep doing that? You know, I mm-hmm. definitely, you know, want to study film in grad school, but who knows, even that could change, you know, nothing's certain, yeah. but I, I feel like I'm at least going in the right direction. And I don't think I would have been going in this direction if I hadn't, if it hadn't been for those, uh, those life lessons, you know, mm-hmm. it's especially it's just weird to think how much has changed. I don't know if you feel the same way. Just it, you know, we're only three years out of high school and look how different our lives are. Look how things have changed. You know, the people we used to spend time with back then versus who we hang out with now. Yeah. There's so much like, change. It's so crazy because I've always, I know it's probably, it's for everybody, right? In high school and your friends like, oh, we're never going to change. We're going to be together. Like every summer we're going to come back and do all these cool things. Like we're going to hang out, right? Yeah. Three years later, it's like, Huh. <laughs> where you at man yeah what we'll, happened <laughs> like we'll keep in t- contact and like we'll like text like hey like how like let's catch up how you doing but it really never goes anywhere you know what i mean like i've exactly. had i have a few friends 
um, who I keep in contact regularly out of high school. But for the most part, it's really like I don't keep in contact with any of the people we graduated with. Um, Damn. I try my best to be like, hey, like I try to like every now and I'll check in and be like, hey, how are you doing? But mm-hmm. it's I get, I get, like it's a generic, oh, it, we're good. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like, oh, we're good and stuff like that. So I think it's awesome that you reached out to me and we're, we were able before we started um, recording the podcast just to catch up and see how we we're doing. Um, exactly. And I think that's awesome that we were able to do that. And like, I'm actually genuinely happy to be on and just like, just talk to you. Um, like we, like we're old friends, um, which is really nice. Thank you. I really, really I, I've said this before. It really does mean a lot. Um, I think it's important to foster, uh, meaningful friendships in your life. And just because, you know, you weren't friends with someone or you didn't really know someone that well when you're younger, it doesn't mean you can never be friends with them. I mm-hmm. think that's a huge misconception. And I think it's especially easy with you because you're the kind of guy who's very open-minded and recognizes that people change. I feel like a lot of the times when we engage with people from our past, you know, especially people from high school, we, we get trapped in their expectations of us. Like they only ever know us as how we were in high school. And that version is so outdated. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I, I don't think I told you this, but um, like a few days after our game night, you know, two years ago, um, I was getting ready to leave town and I stopped by Weaver street to grab some groceries and then I was going to hit the road mm-hmm. and two girls from our graduating class, um, were sitting in the, like on the tables outside. And I was like, Oh, I'll go hang out go out there and say hi to them. So I walk out there and they're, you know, drinking their lattes or whatever, whatever, <laughs> you know, Chapel Hill girls drink. So I probably your Monte kombucha, you, you know, I, I got you <laughs> or no, uh, that, that coffee shop that they always went to, um, Joe's, uh, a cup of joes or whatever no it's it's not that it's, oh, it's I, I know what you're talking i know which one you're talking i know about. yes we went there for meeting and rep i think yeah yeah that way okay, whatever that was um <laughs> yeah. they're sitting there and I, I i sit down and i was like hey long time to see how you guys how you all doing and mm. i'm you know i'm just thinking you know i didn't talk to them back then uh we'll see how it goes now and they just looked at me like this like what yeah. is he doing here? And I was like, like oh, shit. No, okay, yeah. never mind. I guess things haven't changed. God damn. <laughs> I'm on <leave>, you <laughs> And literally, I got up, got in my car, and drove all the way to Washington, D.C. Yeah. It's just like, it's like you said, that's like mindset of everybody. Like, I don't know, that mindset that you're for, that they're forever 18, 17. It blows my mind. That's like, like you said, they think people don't change. It's like, no, people change. Like there might be some things that are the same, but we're grown, like we're adults now. We can have a adult conversation. We can catch up. We can get a coffee. Um, I would say a beer, but not everybody yet is 21. So. <laughs> Sucks to suck, guys, but sorry you can't get a cold one with us. No, yeah. But um, just literally just catch up and just talk about life. Um, I did that with a old friend this once I went home earlier this month and it was, I haven't talked to him in probably two years and oh, shit. it was probably one of the, my, one of my fondest memories of the summer so far. This is going to be another one. Definitely. Like I said earlier, just talking to you and just because we weren't necessarily friends in high school, but just hearing about your passions and what you've gone through in college, it's not that different from what I went through and like my passions right exactly um, 
and it's commonality yeah it's just like we there's so much common ground that people don't get defined with other people because they're so stuck on like oh oh Kay and Roy are still the same people in high school it's like no we've changed I hope not I mean no yeah I don't want people thinking I'm the same (laughs) oh I mean you know like I was, I was actually saying this to my family before I hopped on the session. I was like, you know, you know, you remember Kay, right? I'm interviewing, and they're like, yeah, yeah. And I said to them, you know, I think Kay and I would have been better friends back then if I just hadn't been so uptight. Because I don't know if you knew, but like in high school, I was like really, really concerned with what people thought of me, and I was always like very defensive about it. So mm-hmm. uh, I was always worried that like someone's going to pick on me or tease me. And I didn't really like open up and I was always like on edge and it's really difficult to make friends that way. But again, it's one of those things where like, if I look back, you know, Oh, if I just been a little more easygoing and just shot the shit with the guys, it would have been mm-hmm. different, but it's That's also kind of like a moot point at this point, you know, cause what's happened happened, but it's nice to have learned the lesson at least. Yeah, That's like just with everybody um, coming from a small school, what our graduate about graduating class was just under 50. Yeah. 48, I think. So, yeah like going with from preschool for me preschool i'm a lifer i was a lifer so preschool to 12th grade it's just like it becomes oh like it's an it's easy to just be yourself but i understand being because i had that i had the same thing it was like i'm not going to be the i'm not going to open myself up other than to my friends because for the most parts, the CFS saw me as the, oh, he's just a great athlete or he's an athlete. He's an athlete. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, very one dimensional. That's like, cool. Like if that's how people see me, that's how many people see me. And I don't really like, you don't really care, but I wish going back, like you said, I open up a little bit more so that people can see the other side of me rather than just um, the athlete. Uh, but hey, life can't go back in life. And I'm, I've learned that lesson and I've definitely gone, I've definitely opened up to a lot more people um, since coming to college. That's good. You know, it's, I feel like between these, these years, you know, from 18 to like 24, your life is full of so many temporary people Mm -hmm. and people just kind of come in and out. And I swear to God, like at the end of the day, my, my most solid friends have still been from, you know, either high school or just my teenage years, you know, Mm -hmm. I think, sometimes it's a little disheartening to see, you know, people and other people I know who go to college and make these like, you know, this core group of friends. And that's like their, 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 their rider dies at that point. They're, yeah. you know, living the college life. Uh, and then, you know, I, that, that hasn't really been my experience, but you know, that doesn't necessarily, necessarily mean it's going to always be that way. You know, there's literally the rest of my twenties, the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tried not to try not to get pigeonholed in that. Yeah. This is a great discussion about baseball, huh? <laughs> yeah, seriously. We went from baseball to just life. Life, which is really nice because honestly, coming on here, I was like, oh, he's just going to ask me a question about baseball. But just coming from that, which which is a great topic we talked about. And then now it's just two guys just catching up in life and just seeing how each other are really doing, um, which is a misconception that guys can't have feelings um, that I've seen and I'm me and my roommates are trying to break and it's nice just being able to talk to a guy and just be like, see how we are really doing. Exactly. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's okay to feel upset about some shit. Uh, yeah. Like, look, I'm like, I'll say this on there. I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah. 
I've cried in front of my friends before. I'm not embarrassed about that, you know? Yeah, I'm going through some shit. It I, happens. Uh, <laughs> I'm a fucking human being. You're a human I being. This, I cried this past week. Um, it's okay to cry. It's okay. There's, like I said, that the live or the world we live in right now, it's men don't cry. And it's like, you're right, but you're wrong at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. Men who aren't emotionally available don't cry. Um, but they also don't know how to, like I said, don't know how to show their emotions the right way. But if right. you do crying, it's okay to open up about it. It's those are the type of guys or type of men that you want to surround yourself with because it's like, hey, they know. Sorry about that. They they know how to. You got a text every time. Uh, a sort of right reminder to cry. At, uh, yeah, I got to cry right now. Actually, um, gotta go, bro. <laughs> gotta gotta let these emotions flow. You gotta let these emotions- <laughs> It's just like those those guys, those are the type of people you want to surround yourself with and be like, all right, just they know how to deal with it, um, which is something that the our society needs to learn a little bit better. Exactly. I it, Again, it's like that idea of going back to uh, surrounding yourself with the people that will elevate you and bring out the best in you. Mm-hmm. I've kind of encountered that recently in college and, you know, it's time to switch it up a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um so I was going to ask you, have there been any like recent challenges you've had to overcome, whether that is in the pursuit of being a better baseball player or any just obstacles you've overcome just as a human being recently that, you know, since overcoming those said obstacles have pushed you to be a better person? Um, that was kind of weird. Man. Baseball wise, I would say COVID. Uh, I've had like, I by far had my best season this year. Um, and I was thinking, all right, I'm going to go D1. I had that huge mindset in my head because of the lineage that BCC had. We had past two years, it was all six pitchers who started on the weekends, except for one went D1. Um, that one is now draft eligible and will most likely get drafted. That's Hunter. Um, that the guy I was talking about earlier. Um, and I had that huge stigma on him. Like, I'm going to go D1 and I'm sticking to it. If I don't get that offer, I'm going to go to school and just be school. Go to school. Did not want to go to the school. <laughs> I'm not ready to just be a college student. Um, I feel that. <laughs> I love playing baseball too much. And going through it, I had I, – COVID's taught me patience. Um it's taught me, hey, it's okay to not feel wanted, um, but also feel wanted at the same time uh, by other, like, it, patience and just, I don't know how to say it, patience and just, it's okay to have faith. Um, and I, the situation in my head was, like I said, go D1 or bust, but I've definitely opened up. I've opened up a so much more and I've definitely gone into the route of, Hey, like I found my forever home in at queen at Queens um, now. And I am a hundred percent in, I'm going to go in and do the best I can. And I found, like I said, I found my forever home and I'm truly blessed and happy um to be or to be in the situation i am that's awesome uh, dude but life-wise i there's not i don't know like covid's kind of i don't know 
about where you're where you're li- you're living right now but for me covid's kind of everything lifted um a while ago i say a while ago even though cdc lifted everything yeah. last month but around here everything's lifted um for a little while and kind of love life's going back um to normal which is really nice but i think the biggest obstacle for me is just my mental health um trying to live life how i play baseball but that's a little harder said than done <laughs> or harder nope other way harder mm. i get what you're saying yeah <laughs> i get the point. the point is made yeah um it's really i feel like a lot of people are really just taking a dive mental health wise myself included as is not been easy you know this this pandemic's not been easy but rest assured if you do need someone just to like hit up every now and then you get all my you have my phone number you have me on instagram you know mm-hmm. that line is always open make no I mistake appreciate that. and to all of our listeners you know who are who are listening to this episode right now uh if you are going through something you know be sure to you know establish a support group and reach out to someone there make sure to reach out to the people that you know who are going through something it it really does make all the difference um and we have to look out for each other kind of like how you know baseball teammates or ultimate frisbee teammates look out for each other it's it's about it's all about ultimately having a support system you know working together with other people to achieve goals whether that's you know winning a national championship or something small as just making sure that everyone is okay and happy yeah. um and since we're nearing the end of the episode normally what i like to do is ask my guests you know what are some last bits they want to say or any like last piece of information you know so you you come from a baseball background. Um, is there any piece of advice you have to uh, prospective baseball players who are trying to up their game and be professional? Um, start early. Uh, something I didn't do in high school. Um, take every day, one day at a time, be where your feet are. Um, just know that if this is for any sport, um, if you're out there and you're like, I really don't want to work out or I don't want to go for that run. Trust me and do it. You're it's going to, it's going to help you both mentally in the time we're in. Um, but also it's going to help you grow as a player and, um, help you in your sport, no matter what sport you are. Uh, that's something I didn't naturally take seriously in high school. I sometimes don't take that seriously now. Um, struggle with it but it's definitely it's worth it you're gonna be so much happier um just in life and it's gonna be worth it so thank you for sharing that and again k everyone this has been k yamagishi uh, plays baseball at uh, tell me again where you play um played at bc uh, brunswick community college but i'm going to queen's universe queen's universe or queen's yeah queen's university of charlotte um in the fall all right. And everyone, be sure to follow his career at Queens because, you know, this guy's going to be fucking crazy and do some epic shit on the field. Um, again, that's Kei Yamagishi. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're very grateful to have you, man. Thank you for having me. All right. And, you know, to all of our listeners, you know, whatever your goals or your passions or your dreams are, it's it's possible to achieve them, you know. And today's guest, Kay, is, you know, he's a great example of that. You know, he's followed his passion and he's taken those necessary steps, whether it's stretching or you know listening to those videos and getting in that right spirit of mind it's it's possible and let this conversation just be a reminder to anyone that whatever your dreams are they are possible you know even if it's you versus the odds so i'll see you all again soon 
looking forward to seeing you all again. Goodbye. I love you.